This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more at southcities.church. Well, it's a beautiful snowy day in March in Minnesota. Nick, how are you feeling? I love it. <laughs> Enthusiasm. Uh, Ethan, do you love it? I do. Like unmitigated, full-on embrace of the snow. Yeah. Yep. Even in March? Yeah. Could you live in Alaska and be happy where it was snowing like year-round? It doesn't snow year-round in Alaska. Uh, pick any place on the planet where it snows year-round. <laughs> no, Siberia. I do like warmth. Okay, sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, even during the summer here, I really don't like it if it's above 60. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what, do you have any opinions about Ethan <laughs> spends the whole summer Dave. pretty angry. <laughs> I mean, it's above 60 again. <laughs> is it the sweat? Like the humidity, like you hate that. No, it's just I don't know. I I do not like being warm, like at all. So you like warmth, but not being warm. You said earlier. You I don't like think he warm. likes either. Sure. I mean, do you like either? My ideal temperature is like fifty to fifty-five, sunny with a slight breeze. It's cool. Sounds like you want to be in Ireland nine months out of the year. Sure. Okay. It's not sunny all the time. A little dreary, it? It's sunny every single day. The the all the storms blow through. It spits a little water on you, and you just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the snow? Do you embrace this with all that you are? I uh, I no. I'm I'm ready for it to be done, but I don't hate it as much as Nick does. Is that because Florida cometh, and you'll be okay because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. No, it, it just looks like an ocean. Nothing I can do about it. I think I'm just resigned to it. Okay, all right. Made my bed. Fatalism. I have to lay in it. Fatalism, <laughs> positive. I, I, this is really lovely, but snow in March in Minnesota, there's just a certain piece of me that just. It's not as bad as snow in April. Doesn't want that. And it's not as bad as snow in June. That doesn't happen. It happened one time. Yeah, it's happened. it's happened. It happened on June 2nd, sometime in the last 12 years. It wasn't like nothing stuck, but it like snowed. Hmm. It's coming, Nick. No, it's not. I do get sick of it. Like, like I, I enjoy the four seasons, okay. and except summer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I care the least for summer. Okay, wow. Well, here's hoping the new heavens and new earth is not an endless summer mm. for Ethan's sake. We're back talking about liturgy because mm. liturgy kind of looks like the seasons. It does that's to good. some degree. Like so, if we're uh, talking about welcome and gathering. And then confession. What's that like? Is that like the winter of our liturgy? Have you ever heard the song Every Season by Nicole Nordman? Could you sing it for us? Nope. I You missed adoration have. too. Oh, whoops. Adoration. Well, uh, it I came was out like to... 20 years ago, but she like compared God's character and attributes to all the different seasons. Oh. Was, I liked it back then. Hmm. Yeah. So adoration, confession, kind of like winter. Confession is winter? Maybe. Realizing our sin. Then Thanksgiving's like spring. Mm. So the gospel comes in. We're about to hit Easter. Easter is kind of a springtime thing. So today we're talking about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to do that in reverse order for someone like Ethan? (laughs) (laughs) That's possible. Confession, we're sweating our sin. And then fall, we're getting to see the beauty of God changing us. And then winter, he's covered us. White as snow. 
Mm, okay. It works. Why don't you work that into a sermon sometime, Dave? So we're not just talking about general Thanksgiving, like uh, yeah. turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, mm. carrots. We're talking about Thanksgiving in regards to what specifically? So it comes out of confession. So what we're doing is we're thanking God for the provision that he's made for us in Jesus Christ. So if we're thinking about the service in terms of gospel flow, we've adored God. So we've seen his character and attributes, his holiness, his mightiness, his greatness. Um, and then viewing him for who he is, we see ourselves for who we are and we confess our sins, admitting that we've fallen short. And then coming out of confession, there is an assurance of pardon where we um, rest in the fact that all those who confess their sins, God is faithful and just to forgive. And then we thank God for the provision that he's made for us in Jesus. So this is specifically the part of the gospel where we're thanking God for Jesus, the cross, the resurrection, and all of the promises of God that are ours in, in Christ. So that's the element of worship to use regulative worship principle stuff. Mm -hmm. What about the circumstance or the form of those things? Is it, uh, do we take assurance of pardon? That's a prayer that you do that somebody does. Do we take Thanksgiving strictly from the scriptures? How do we, what are the different forms that can take? Yeah, it can take a bunch of different forms. Um, so I've done uh, a prayer of assurance before. We've done a scripture reading of assurance before. We've even sang a song that moves us from confession to assurance of pardon. Um, you know, there's something like, he will hold me fast, for example, is a good one that I've often used in that place. And then as far as the Thanksgiving goes, again, it can be a scripture reading, um, you know, a, a gospel text, uh, a song. Uh, there's, all, there's usually in our services uh, a prayer of Thanksgiving where we're thanking God specifically for the work of Christ. Which all kinds of people, you know, get invited to come to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is that also where like prayers of praise like when you've done that and it's just like the congregation can just mm -hmm. say prayers of praise, is it this part of the service yep. that that happens? Yep. Okay. And again, rooted in our identity in Christ. Yep. And so then all things are ours. So praise God for his good gifts yeah. to us because we're in him. So this week we did Jesus, I Come, great song, mm -hmm. and No Longer Slaves, mm -hmm. also a great song. Although if I were to say like bad song, like do better, Nick, that probably would fall on deaf ears. <laughs> uh, both of those are great. We would just have to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to do that on the podcast. I, I, yeah, but I think those are great songs. Um, David Livingston. Oh, yeah, we had child dedications this particular week. And David Livingston did both dedication and Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, I mean, so talked a little bit, anybody, free form, like how does this, our particular understanding of the gospel, right, perhaps in comparison to other faith traditions uh, that maybe are more works-oriented or whatever it might be. How does our, our understanding of the gospel help us when we come to thank God on the back end of confession and assurance? It's a great question. I've, I've actually wondered sometimes if like thanks is even like the best word to encapsulate what we're doing in that moment, you know? Like, I think mm -hmm. I get what we're saying, but it's almost, the way I interpret it is almost more enjoy. <laughs> like, like where it's to enjoy, so... Rest. Yeah, adoration, he's big, confession, we see ourselves, assurance, we're in him, and then it's kind of like this moment of 
can you believe it? <laughs> can you believe this is true? Which out of that flows Thanksgiving, but not Thanksgiving like, oh, I owe this to him because I need to, he needs to know how thankful I am. But like, I, it's just the I, natural overflow. I am, I am flabbergasted that I have a, a gospel like this, mm-hmm. a God like yeah, this, yeah. who's this for me. And I want to sing about it or I want right. to hear a text that reminds me, you know what I mean? So I, I, I love, I love it because it feels like a moment as a congregation where we're enjoying the gospel together. Um, that's how I experience it. Yeah. 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 No. And I think, you know, the outside of us forensic, you are declared justified. Abraham believed the Lord and it was counted to him as righteousness is so shocking. It is so shocking. Yeah, that's right. And then that on the back end of that, how that, gets revealed in our sanctification yeah. is that moment of confession. Yeah. If we confess our sins, mm-hmm. he's faithful and just to forgive us. Or the rest of First John that talks really about assurance in terms of sanctification. Like in that moment together, I think there's not only an individualized, thank you, God, but as I look around at either the tears or the contrition or the joy on people's faces, like Dave said, this is an enjoyment moment together. My brother and sisters in Christ mm. co-confessing and that's the evidence, not the root, but the evidence that we are justified Yeah, is that all those who are in Christ realize that they have sin mm-hmm. at the very end of first John one. Um, and they realize they have an advocate mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. do sin. Mm-hmm. Very, not, not very different, but again, if we're in a, a Roman Catholic setting or perhaps a setting that just kind of minimizes sin. It doesn't really talk in terms of confession and assurance. Uh, there's just something being missed yeah. uh, massively when your liturgy doesn't include the turn from That's right. gospel right. confession to gospel assurance to gospel thanksgiving. Yeah. And then on the back end of that intercession, right, uh, which is next time. And I, I would even say... I, we, we talked in another one, I can't remember which one, about how this is supposed to kind of mirror the Christian life. You know, like our liturgy kind of mirrors what we hope people walk through day by day by day. And I think that if all you ever do is confess, right. I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a yep, sinner, I'm yep, a yep, sinner. Yep. And you never turn and enjoy mm-hmm. the who Jesus is for you now, like who I am in Christ, you'll go right back to that sin because you have to not only confess that there's a sin, but you need to enjoy Jesus as a way to replace that sinful desire with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's the that's ultimate good. way you fight sin. And so I think that we're trying to even model that here, you know, like, okay, we've confessed and now come to something better. You know, don't don't hew out for yourself cisterns which can hold no water, but rather uh, come to this this fountain of living water that's never gonna run dry and find life in him. Say something, Nick. Daniel's gone. That's I'm not gone. I'm he's back. Reconfiguring some things. He's like so walking around. So the question's bubbling in my mind is uh, in this moment of thanksgiving, if in the previous moment of confession and assurance, it feels like a natural fit to be to express the fear of God in some sense. Is Thanksgiving the moment in our liturgy where we leave behind the fear of God? Because 
we realize that he's for us in Christ and there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. So it's just the moment they're like, okay, we remember that fearing God isn't really what we do as Christians. Do we still in some sense continue on in the fear of God? What kind of dynamic should that feel like? Because right to Isaiah 1, back in adoration, we're talking about that. Woe is me. Mm -hmm. You know, he Mm -hmm. stands in fear. Mm -hmm. Then his lips are cleansed. Do we see this as like, all right, now we've graduated from the fear of God. We've moved on to some other aspect of experience the Christian life. Just how would you answer that question or that thought? I mean, it just, it depends on what you mean by fear. Define it for me, Nick. Well, so if, if you mean um, just a respect and a reverence for who God is, then I think that that fuels our Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because it's that kind of God that is welcoming us, which makes it all the more flabbergasting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that so Isaiah is found to be standing in. Right. Isaiah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's that God that is welcoming us yeah. in the gospel in Christ, yeah, yeah. which makes me even all the more, you know, thankful. Um, so I don't lose that. Now that doesn't mean though that I'm like afraid of him. If we, that's what we mean by fear. Then in Christ, I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because because of Christ, he is the advocate and he could not be more for me. And did he loves me with that same love that he loves his son. One, one analogy I've used for it before is, I don't know how helpful this is, but if you've ever been to the ocean and you've watched like really big waves come in yep. and uh, if you're, uh, there, there's a position you can be in where a really big waves coming and you don't see it coming and it hits you and it throws you around and it sends you to the shore, you know, kind of... <laughs> Uh, tossed around and and confused but then there's a way when you see a really good surfer uh grab onto a wave and and ride its power all the way into the shore that that feels like the switch to me like the power and the awe and the reality is the same yeah but now that's for me right and i'm i'm depending on it and riding it (laughs) all the way home versus it's going to come and crash on me and hurt me right So I think this moment of sanctification, I'm going to call it that, confess, we move towards thanksgiving, is rooted in our justification in Christ. The text like 1 John 4, you know, perfect love, cast out fear, Mm. I think actually has to do more with God shaping us Mm -hmm. to be loving, which I see as a part of confession. Mm -hmm. Like loving Mm -hmm. God and loving others is wrapped up in confession of my sin. And therefore... Like in that moment, like I, I think that's appropriate, right? Yeah. Like that the fear is not a personal fear mm-hmm. right. on the back end of confession. The fear becomes, in a sense, impersonal because of the awe and the magnitude of who God is. Right. So if even the angels are apparently trembling, yeah. right, there is a sense in which they, and yet they, they behold right. God, right. you know, in some sense with some kind of optical spiritual nerves or something like that. Like they're able to see him and yet they tremble even though they have apparently no sin, no sin nature, mm-hmm. no anything like that. And yet still fearful out of the sheer awe of all of it. So, which I think is mm-hmm. to your, mm-hmm. to your ocean analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just when you think about uh, any force of nature that seems viscerally overwhelming. Yeah. I think there's an analogy there to who God is. 
So we know that impersonally, he's awesome. And were I not in Christ, I would be unshielded before him. Mm -hmm. But because I am, I can behold him in his glory, Mm -hmm. which is shocking. And part of what Thanksgiving is, Mm -hmm. is is that I am in the presence of God, not cast out uh, to be protected, but protected on account of being in him and in his presence. Right. Which is shocking. What else would you say about Thanksgiving here, Nick? What other elements does this and forms? Does uh, this I take? mean, this is often where we do our offering. And so yep. we, we give our tithes and our offerings out of a thankful heart of all that Christ has done for us. Um, so that frees us. You know, we often say there's nothing ultimately up for grabs in Christ because of what he's done. And therefore that frees us to be generous and cheerful in our giving. Yeah, right. God has been generous to us in Christ so we can be generous to others. So... That's another element that often fits here. Um, and again, our giving is, should be an, out of an overflow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Anything else you'd add, Dave? Ethan? Great. Next time we're coming back together and talking about intercession. Not something that since I've been at South that we've always had as a moment, or but now has become in the last you know, number of years, four or five years, just a standard part of our liturgy have an intercessory moment in prayer. So we're going to talk about that and come back together next week. Thanks, guys. 